listening to one of the best internet radio stations around. You're listening to The Hidden Truth with Kanye Sule. The Hidden Truth with your girl Ukanyisile right here on Talita Kumi. If you're, if you're listening actually for the very first time, thank you so much for joining us. And if you're coming back, you're, you know, a second time, a third time visitor, welcome back again, guys. Uh, it's a new day, new week. And as we're bringing this youth month to a close, man, our month has been really hectic, but it's been so informative. And we're just going to continue talking about young people. But this time around, we're talking about we're taking it back, okay? Not back far to the 70s, but as far as the 80s, guys. In okay, uh, we have a special guest, okay, in studio, sir. I'm gonna ask that you introduce yourself. <laughs> Just okay. a short, a short it's introduction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kanye. I'm um, My home is in Mountain View, oh. and yeah, but currently I'm staying in Extension 18. Okay. So I'm a Midlibeck, I'm a I'm Tony. Tony born and bred. Yes, sure. You live Mountain View. Mountain street? View, Mashiteng Street. Wow, I'm Nakulele Kulu Street. Oh, no, no, I know you. Yeah. Your house, street, yes. Wow, okay. Mm. The reason he says he knows that is because he actually knows someone close to me, my father. So, yeah, thanks, Dad, for hooking us up. <laughs> so, we're back, okay, and we're just um, going to ask a couple of questions, and I want to, you know, hear from your take and what was that thing that sparked in you to say like you know what i want to inform young people that listen this is not what we should take you know i want to know what what kind of sparked in you that drive to go and stand up for young people in the apartheid regime yeah well uh, i have a friend let me start there who says he has he hates historians because their necks are always looking back <laughs> but unfortunately um you don't determine a destination without having to know your history and the present now there's always a chain linkage in terms of a societal development in its struggle we came from a generation that took over from the 1976-79 uprising, which was called Black Power. We emerged from a stage where there was a state of emergence in South Africa declared by uh, uh, the apartheid regime in 1985, and then the ANC heeding a call to render the country ungovernable and apartheid unworking. Yeah. That's where I come from. Now, what inspired, it was not a question of only being inspired, but your material conditions on the ground would actually uh, force you to look, listen, and decide, which means you would then look and realize that apartheid is an unjust system with all the brutality against black people in general, young people. Then you will then have to actually decide what action needs to be taken. Now, the material conditions were that 
will have to fight the apartheid system from that time until we dismantled it in 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just like, no guys, we can't stay here. We can't stay we here. We need to move. We need to liberate the country. And for that matter, after being inspired, mm-hmm. you would actually uh, commit to an extent that you, you, you were not even scared of dying. So we laid our our, our Life. lives yeah. for, for for making sure that South Africa becomes liberated. Yeah, that is hectic. Guys, listen, people were willing to die for where we are today. So now I want to know what role, what particular role did you play in mobilizing the young people like in Middlebeck? I'm a student uh, activist from that time. I'm a product, of course, as the Congress of South African Students. Okay. Which was tasked to mobilize students within the school premises okay and then remember you are first a young person from your home and then when you go to school you are a student well today we say they are learners Mm -hmm. you are a student and then but the material conditions at home at school were exactly the same so you would actually mobilize from school after school then you would actually go as young people mobilize out there in the streets so you were just all about guys let's go our life from from in the morning until sunset it was mobilization of young people and not only mobilizing but political education because we came from one of the generation uh, that was very intellectual in Mm -hmm. terms of analyzing and debating uh, concluding on certain aspects in life and then because political education is more important, you can't just mobilize young mm. people without giving them political some, education. Yeah, some it's more like you're giving a soldier a barrel of a gun without political That barrel of a gun will turn against you. Yeah. Because he doesn't understand who's the enemy, where should the barrel be faced to. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so now, I mean, in the midst of all that, you guys have mobilized and two demolishing apartheid in the 90s. Did you even expect that we'd get this far? I mean, when you look back now, did you ever expect that this is where it would be? Because the Middleburg I know now, it's because, you know, of the work you guys did. I, I know a different Middleburg. So did you guys ever expect that we'd get this far? It was a mix uh, emotions and yeah. uh, visions. We, we were determined to destroy apartheid, but we were not really sure as to when and how. But what was in our mind it was that it will be dismantled in our lifetime yeah that was the determination and the the zeal that pushed us to actually on a daily basis make sure that apartheid is unworkable yeah yes i want to take it back home now do, do you did your parents or your or did you you know that your guardians ever wonder who did ever who put your where is he or did they ever worry it's it's painful because uh, personally um, I remember I disappeared for almost a year. My parents didn't know where I was. Yeah, really? And I landed in Mozambique. And I was about 15, 16 by that time. Yeah. And uh, they didn't know and nobody could tell them where I was. So did they ever worry? I mean, what were their thoughts? They were always worried. Always. Especially mom. Mom was the one always worried, and uh, was uh, a couple of incidents when police would actually come home, kick doors and everything. Yeah. At one point, I was found at home, arrested, and uh, 
you know, with an army of police, with dogs and everything. And you would see mom's tears, my mm. sisters, yeah, uh, I only yeah. had sisters. They were all crying behind cabinets, uh, wall wardrobes, a stove, screaming and crying. So, yeah, everybody was worried. A couple of times I was shot at, everybody was worried. And you couldn't go to a hospital. Yeah. When yeah. you got shot, you needed to make sure you remove whatever the foreign objects by yeah. all means necessary. necessary. Yeah. Yeah, without having to go to hospital because you go there, you know, you'll be arrested. So definitely parents would be worried uh, for, a, you know, a, a, a child to be subjected into that situation. Yeah. Mm. So now what I want to know is where are you now? What are you doing currently? Like reminding the young people basically of what happened then or what organizations are you doing now basically? Basically I'm working now in a state-owned enterprise. Okay. I'm not sure whether I should mention it by name, <laughs> but I'm working for a state-owned enterprise. And uh, my take would be reflect back and actually learn from what we did. But key to it, it's education. So that we can actually continue to transform the country for the better, for the generations to come. Not only these current young yeah. people, yeah. but for the generation to come. Uh, because a country that doesn't take care of its young people, yeah. uh, it's a country that has got no future, because those are future leaders. Mm -hmm. Now there are a number of worrying factors as we observe how young people behave today. And the worry would be, do we have a future if we have a generation that behaves like that? I'll make mention of a few things. Okay. You will realize that um, the level at which young people consume certain substances such as alcohol, mm. um, we all know, you will read in a bottle, uh, alcohol abuse is not good for your health. It actually delays even your thinking, um, your mental uh, status, your physical and all aspect of your health yeah. in the long run you'll actually be not a person who thinks straight because your mental capability will be actually destroyed by alcohol and other substances we even see our young people being destroyed by drugs such as nyaupe which is easily available now if a young person a young boy or a young girl destroyed you will wonder where's the future i mean if you become a drug addict where is the future and teenage pregnancy, of course, which I feel it's it's not necessary for young people to quickly um, um, engage in those activities because they've got those repercussions of yeah. uh, one becoming pregnant. And uh, my worry is you you give birth to a child when you look, it's a recurring, you know, a cycle whereby the very same child that a young person gives birth to will actually be in the very same vicious cycle whereby yeah, one is yeah. a dropout uh, addicted to drugs because the moms are always in the shebins and the taverns. They don't take care of the very same young ones that they give birth to. Now, it's a worry, worrisome factor whereby you wonder where's the future if young people, because they're supposed to be the, the future leaders if the behavior yeah. is, is such. I get it. I still have hope in our young people. I just, I would like to believe that, you know, as you said, I think with education, 
I think the more we strive in educating ourselves, you know, and I see I see that over the past few years, especially let's say for an example, the fees must fall, such things that way it causes us to actually wake up and say, Listen, our not only us, but future generations definitely are at stake. But thank you so much for your words of wisdom. Thank you so much guys. Today we had Ubabu Jomo and Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Do you want to shout out to anyone, anyone you know or anything? No, no, no I'm fine. <laughs> uh, for for Middle Beggars, I'm okay. Hi <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. Imtoni, Imtoni, the whole Imtoni knows, knows me. Yes. That's right, guys. Yeah. This was so awesome. As we are closing um, Youth Month, you know, remember, just a quick reminder to young people that, guys, believe in yourselves, okay? This is not the end. This is not over. Okay, we're taking over as they've handed down the baton, you know, it, it kind of has to shake us up to remind us that we shouldn't just let things be, but to live, to learn and to just make decisions, okay, and just go forward with it. And I think we can do it. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your, the week. Please catch us, Talita Kumi, on our Facebook page, Talita Kumi News Report, and on our Facebook page. And we're also on Anchor and Spotify. You can listen to us there and catch all the latest, you know, the latest news and anything you want to find out. So thank you so much, guys, for joining us. See you guys next week. Bye.